Alrighty, welcome back to the Sober Minded Podcast, episode... This would be seven, I believe, or eight. Eight. Yeah. Episode eight. Um, in this one, we're going to be taking a break from our interviews, and uh, we're just going to fellowship, talk about whatever dudes being dudes, playing Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. And, and smoking pipes and yeah. a little bit of whiskey. The, the devil's water, as they say. <laughs> uh, we'll open with a prayer. Uh, Chase, do you want to pray? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for um, this amazing week that, we, that we've been blessed with. Um, please, please make it stop snowing. Uh, I hate to, hate to be that, that way. We've been asking for the snow and rain for so long, but it's April. We would like the rain to go away. <laughs> um, but anyways, just thank you for the rain that you have provided. And uh, thank you for everything that's been going on in our lives. His name, amen. Amen. So, yeah. Um, in my Peterson pipe, I have the Blackberry Brandy Blend specialty from the Cigar Cave located in Medford. Um, Chase, what are you what are you smoking over there? Um, I can't remember what the name of it was. Um, Something. Was... It's a black Cavendish. Um, I don't remember the name of uh, their blend though. And, uh, you got that Missouri Meerschaum. Mm-hmm. In the honeycomb. Honeycomb. Uh, yes. Yes. Give <laughs> my lighter is gonna. Oh boy. She's running out. And have to adjust a little bit. But we can do that. Yeah, we're professional. Yeah, yeah, you know. We do this for a living. The one thing that both of our listeners know is we're professional. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alright, there you go. I believed in you. <coughs> yeah. I feel like I got used to the echo through my headphones and now I'm not. <laughs> I, I know, might ditch them. But uh We've got it set up, so it's Yeah. Fine. Hopefully this one doesn't crash. <laughs> I feel like I talk way slower with them on because too. I'm trying to say the right words <laughs> and not start repeating myself. Like uh remember when there used to be that old app where it would like you'd start talking for five seconds and then it would just play back from the beginning. Oh yeah. And you'd try to run through the ABCs or sing a song or something. It's kinda like that. But uh I'm not professional enough. And uh, on the drink docket, we have <laughs> Pendleton whiskey. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's all we got for right now. Have you tried? Uh, well, I think I gave you some of the Woodingville. Uh, yeah, that's what you had the other yeah. the other day. It was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That I think that stuff is my favorite. Honestly, I like Pendleton too, just yeah. for the price and for the quality. But when it comes to like, if I'm gonna buy a forty dollar bottle. I think that's the stuff I'm going to go for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hadn't gotten any whiskey for a while. 
Um, so I just kind of went back to Pendleton to try out Old Faithful. Yeah. It's a pretty, yep. pretty good one. But um, my next one, will I'll be going back to Knob Creek. That that one does it for me. I like Knob Creek. I, th- I think it's just a little too harsh for me. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like a. That happens when you're a boy. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you could tell by the oh, yeah. freshly saved face. Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, well, shall we get her started? I'm good. I'll, uh, I'll shuffle here. What are you guys uh, working on today when it when it comes to, like, your job? You still um, on lighting? Oh, yeah. I will oh, be yeah. on lighting until the day that I die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was pulling branch circuit today. Nice. Running branch all along a corridor, tying it into the home runs, and uh, getting everything lined out, so... We can come back and uh, rooms are already roughed in, so nice. we can go back and just uh, tie it all up in the lighting lighting control box, the Amico boxes, mm-hmm. all our different zones, and uh, should go pretty pretty quick once we have everything everything done. Um, just tying it back, and up. it's so much better. Uh, they jumped ahead of us on the sixth floor with the grid, oh. so. Those other corridors that we started out on up there were a pain, uh, working in two-by-two grids. Um, So, but this one, they hadn't run it yet, so it was way quicker. Yeah. Slinging conduit, man. Slinging conduit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite a conduit slinger yet, but I'm getting there. I uh, went and helped Gage with a a little job on, on Friday. And we did a, a little bit of conduit, so it felt pretty good to actually be able to throw something up in conduit. I haven't I haven't done a, hun- a whole lot. I've probably like like I've been telling all my journeymen I've only done like five sticks total. <laughs> like you want to cut the deck, yeah. split it in two, put the bottom half on the top. Uh, yeah, I'm still definitely not a professional at conduit. Yeah, no, me I don't think I will be for a while. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's. It's good to know we're we're actually working on that in the homework now. Nice. So you guys doing like uh, bends and stuff like that? Yeah, like uh, three bend saddles. Yeah, those are really difficult. We did that like the first week, and I was good at nineties and box offsets. So I was like, yeah, I feel awesome. And now a bunch of the kids that are only commercial, they're like showing me up with three point saddles and four point saddles and shepherd hooks and yeah. I'm like, well. Not doing any conduit anymore, so I can't really do anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you guys work in the lab? Uh, like, no. Do you guys have a lab set we, up? So yes and no. Um. Most of our stuff is we just get material, mess around. Okay. That's basically what it is. They have a big uh, diesel mechanic shop. Um. So we. That's right. Is it at the high tech center? No, it's uh. So it's the RCC off of uh, Table Rock. It's the yeah main building, the new one that they or the old one that they had. Is that not called the high tech center? I don't, I don't know. Does it is it also have the welding shop in there too? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that is. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I it's know they have that center. new building, which is basically just uh like all medical the nursing. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they just finished that. Like, well, shoot, I guess it's probably been like two or three years now. Yeah. But they were working on that when I was going there. Welding. Yeah, you ever you ever talk to the welding uh, welding administrators there? No, I don't really 
I don't really see them too often. Um, there's a there's a couple guys there every now and then. I can't remember the. He's like the main guy. Okay. I can't remember his name, but I heard the tuition wasn't too bad for it. It's just then you have to buy the welder and all that. Um, to go to the class. Yeah. Didn't used to be. No. Like to buy a welder. Well, like you pay for that's part of your tuition. Uh. Yeah. That's what he was saying, at least. Uh, maybe it's been roped in the whole time. It just pays for the welders. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Remember, but there's a guy named Anthony. He's got one eye. Mm-hmm. He's a really cool guy, if, yeah. you ever, if you ever run into him. Yeah, I mean, I see, everyone, I see a ton of people. And I'm like, I have no idea who these people are, because... I just go to my class and I'm that's where I'm at. <laughs> There's probably only one with one eye. So Yeah, well that is true. <laughs> um he's got one eye, but he can weld twice as good as me. <laughs> so he's probably been doing it for Oh yeah, he is. Forever. That's why he's the uh, administrator or director or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever the title is. Cool. Well, you want to uh put in a white? Yep. I guess I, I guess I ought to. And I'll play. Okay. Are you going to you going to play? Yeah, I think so. Pay to play, Chasey. Pay to play. All right. Burn one. One, two, three. Ooh. All righty, folks. We have a three of diamonds. We have a king of spades. And we have a queen of clubs. Hmm. Hmm. What will Chase Bailey do once he's done stoking his cobber? Hmm. I think I'm gonna go light for right now, and I'll uh, put in. Ah. Bold move of you. I will raise you. Sounds good. Burn one, flip one. We have a nine of diamonds. Mr. Bailey, betting is to you. Hmm, interesting choice. Yes. Hmm. I think I will have to call and raise you. Oh, you're raising. Alrighty. Pot's getting thick. So, Chase, is the world ending? The world is indeed ending. Mm, it's we, we got three diamonds up there, my friends. Ooh. The last card is the Ace of Diamonds. If Mr. Bailey has pocket diamonds, he may have a flush. Hmm. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna fold. Oh, you don't want to fold, yeah? Not fold. Uh, check. Check. Yeah. Chase Bailey checks. You know, you know, I've been playing this hmm. game forever. Yeah. Chase Bailey checks, so Mr. Bruce will bet a twenty-five. Hmm. Is Mr. Bruce bluffing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is Mr. Bruce bl- bluffing? Mm. If I call your bluff and I fail, then I'm losing a lot. Hmm. But if I bluff and I steal that all, you look like a fool. This is true. I don't think you're bluffing. You sure? Yeah, I don't think so. 
Alrighty. Pot's mine. You're bluffing? I don't <laughs> have to show you what I have. Oh, okay. But I will. I had pair of kings. Ah, I had a chance to win that, too. Dang. Well. Everyone has a chance. It is what it is. However fleeting, everyone <laughs> has a chance. Are you good at shuffling? Uh, No, not very. Okay. So, yeah, Chase, what's wrong with the world? Oh, you know, everything. No, I'm kidding. Um, That's actually a really uh, a broad subject to put out there, honestly, because, <laughs> man, there could be so many topics generated off of that one saying that you just said. Um, I would... I would say for the general uh, consensus that uh, the fact that we don't have Jesus as the main uh, main person in our lives, I think that's what's mainly wrong in the world. I would agree. I believe there are cascading effects that fall <clears throat> as you start to lose those founding principles. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, it's like we were talking about with the Constitution, how those were found. Our founding fathers, like, go to one thing that they could always go off of. And uh, I think we're kind of losing that a little bit in society, so. I would agree. I would agree. What are your thoughts on school shootings? Oh, jeez. Man, you're really, like, going into interview mode. You said you weren't good at interviewing. Oh, I'm just flow of conversation man. <laughs> this isn't an interview we're just <laughs> firing off the cuff okay all right um well you know that's also another difficult subject i think um that's also one of the main issues that we have in the world because it is a it's a mental mental health crisis it's a not having jesus in our lives crisis if you would say so why do you call it a mental health crisis instead of a gun crisis? Well, um, if you look at the majority of school shooters, they either have a, a bad family history or they have some sort of um, mental illness or they plain up just have been bullied for so long that it got to them which I guess I would consider a mental illness as well. But I don't know. I, I think it really boils down to uh, the sinful humanity where people feel like that's the way that they need to express themselves, and it's the only way they know how. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know, like, why or how they would come to that conclusion, but I think that's – the mainstay of some people's reactions to getting boy bullied or just in general, just having issues with school or something like that. I think that's like the mainstay for a lot of people. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I would agree that it has to do with uh, mental health. Um, you can, you can look at it however you want. This is my, this is my view. Yeah. But um, you look at all different aspects of society, and I believe you can see this trend as you lose those founding principles and as you lose um, those common core beliefs that drive drive you and give you a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be looking to ulterior purposes. Um, 
and when you have millions of people in a country that are searching for different purposes you're gonna have some who fall on very nefarious purposes Um, and i i see that i see that actually a lot in the workplace where people feel like they have to take their masculinity out in the workplace because they don't feel very masculine at home and it's actually really bad for them because they that that's their main like main idea of them of themselves like oh yeah i'm a a blue collar guy i'm a this is the only thing I have. Like, well, well, what do you do at home? Well, I just sit on the couch and eat my potato chips and watch TV. Okay, so what what does that all entail? Because you're this manly man at work, right? But when you go home, you're not doing anything that makes me believe that you really are, right? Yeah. So, and there's nothing wrong every now and then with splurging and having a little bit of time to yourself on TV, but... I feel like uh, when it comes to the workplace, a lot of people have this ego or this false ego, I should say, and they they feel like they need to bring it out at work because they don't get it or they don't have something that fulfills them at home. I agree. I agree. And I think a lot of guys tend to blame that um, lack of masculinity at home on their wives. Yep. Um but it's a it's both parties are accountable um where you can't just blame your wife like it's not just her fault if you're not acting like a husband if you're not acting like a leader if you're not pursuing her then that's on you as well yep and that's that's a big part of it is the pursuit the pursuit of your wife and like i don't do that as good as I should. None of us do it fully as good as you should, but it's something that I strive to do. But it's something that you have to do. Yep. If you don't pursue your wife, you're going to start pursuing other things. It's just well, natural. That and your wife will start to pursue other things too. Mm-hmm. It, it is a natural human thing. And of course, as Christians, it doesn't happen near as often as if you were in a non-Christian relationship. But there are still things that do happen um, psychologically in both of your guys' brains when it comes to those situations where you either don't trust each other or you don't you don't have a full um, understanding of each other's feelings in certain situations. So I feel like it is, it is a really hard situation, uh, especially today's society that we have with love and masculinity and all these things because it is, it is really tough. Um, and there's not a lot of people speaking out to masculinity like what we're trying to do here yeah well in the full full encompassing masculinity of like it's not just going out and hunting right like you see that with a lot of guys mm-hmm. where that's their identity and i'm masculine because i hunt i'm masculine because i work hard yeah that's part of it that's a big part of it mm-hmm. but that's not all of it it's like that warrior poet as like that's an old term but um like what john lavelle has adopted mm-hmm. i'm kidding it's john lovell that one's for you nate bailey john lavelle <laughs> or or what was it aragorn is that he what you said, said aragon yeah that's right yeah it's like a different uh book series I bl- it is yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but um but yeah you have to you have to be well-rounded that's something that like uh jamie had 
talked about on our on right. our podcast right. was um, you want to be pursuing all these different aspects. You don't want to be two dimensional. Yep. Yeah. Or one dimensional. You want to be three dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> Four dimensional. All the dimensions. <laughs> well, and that's like that's like the first thing I tell people, especially getting into like a, I guess a talking um, with somebody, is like, hey, I, I have a lot of things. I'm not just like not just a Christian. I'm not just a, I'm not just a redneck. I'm not just a car guy. I'm not just a truck guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not just any of these. It, I'm all of those at once, all encompassing. And I, it, and I don't, um, fear any of those, you know, I don't fear any flack I get from any of those. I don't, um, how, how should I put that? I don't, I don't, put one over the other except for my relationship with christ okay um i would say that like when it comes to me i'm going to tell you like hey i love going to the gym as much as i'm going to tell you hey i love shooting guns yeah and and i think that is like uh, a hail a very helpful part of being real well-rounded because it's i mean having one hobby just kind of sucks you know especially if it's an expensive hobby yeah yeah so that's interesting so your hierarchy of identity you could call it right is just um you have really your christian identity and then everything else is all on the equal playing field uh as far as as far as hobbies go i would say um yeah i i as a person i don't think so uh, when it comes to like i don't know maybe um what i think and what i do um not necessarily like hobby wise but what i think and what i do as a human i think that obviously comes above what my hobbies are as a person that doesn't make me who i am but that is a part of who i am so if someone asked you what's your hierarchy of identity what would your order what would you explain it um i would definitely put um and i don't do it as well as i should i would definitely put follower of god first and uh i think i would put um oh, I, I don't really after that i mean i can't really other than a level playing field i don't really know um but would, but you would probably put working above working out oh yeah yeah no yeah definitely i would i would definitely put like my job of course because it, it is what i do to, it's what I enjoy to do to earn money. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if I wasn't enjoying it, I would probably not do it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, what about your relationship with your parents? I think my and your re- family. My relationship with them is very great. Um, with my parents, I would say part of my family, also, probably pretty good. Um, it just it really just depends because I have family members that I haven't talked to in forever. I think we all all do, but. I mean, it just it really depends when it comes to the hierarchy. Um, I definitely would not put work over my family. Yep, there you go. Definitely would not. But when it comes to like everyday to day life, of course, work can kind of creep in. Yeah. Kind of be if above. you're not careful. If you're not careful. Yeah. Um, and I catch myself doing that every time. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to work. Okay, be careful. Yeah, I'll, I'll be careful. And like just walk out the door and be on with my day. Yeah. Like I kind of catch myself. I'm like, okay, I need to be 
maybe tomorrow I need to say a little bit more or something like that. So yeah, that is the that is the like the trap that we've talked about of like, hey, I don't want to fall into that trap of like, okay, I'm just going to work. All right, I'm going to the gym. Okay, I'm going home and sleeping. Yeah, and then waking up next day doing the same thing. I I was gonna say I noticed it got cold really pretty quick. Yeah, if you keep the conversation rolling solo, that's really uh yeah, that's a difficult one for me. So, so (laughs) explain your hierarchy more because you do have, you're almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Y- well, you have it. You're you're you explaining say? all these aspects, but yeah. What would you? Okay. What would you? Think? I would say your hierarchy is your identity as a Christian, then your family, then work, and then your hobbies on that level playing field below that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I d- I do think though the one thing is some hobbies are kind of, and it's funny because we kind of put our put ourselves into this mindset as as a. Uh, Americans, but some hobbies are what people want to do as work, but they just work so they can do that hobby, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and we kind of like, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be doing being an electrician if I didn't like to do it. I mean, obviously, we all have our hard, hard days, but it's like you got to do something that you kind of enjoy because it, it, it will just ruin you. Um, like I know people that just do mechanicing because that's all they know what to do. So it's really hard. To, it's a really hard topic because some people believe that, oh, you just work so that way you can do what you want to do or you can do what you love on the side. Well, why don't you do what you like to do as work and then you have other hobbies that also fill your your life secondhand, you know? Yeah, as long as you're not pursuing the elusive I will always enjoy my job. No, yeah. no. Uh, I, I, I do. I see what you're saying. I don't think that's ever possible. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think that would, will ever be. I I know Even your hobbies get old. Yep. If you if you are pursuing them in the wrong way, like say you're a perfectionist to a fault, where mm-hmm. forging is your fun hobby, but you're beating yourself up because during that learning process, you're not producing perfect works then that would be approaching your hobby from the incorrect way yeah um how would you say our identity as americans would fall in that hierarchy oh man that's a hard one because um it's gotten so twisted i think the original hierarchy of at least at least for the most part would have been you know god first and then Actually, it probably would have been God first, a working man, then a family man, and then hobbies. Um, just because I don't think that families were, I don't know, for the longest time, I don't i don't feel that families were put in that place that we put them in today, or try to, at least you and I, um, and Christians should. Um, I think nowadays it's so skewed, though. I think it's more of like work, work, work. You know, and then you could play when you're in your 40s or 50s. Um, so it kind of get it kind of gets put in a wrong place for all of us as Americans because that's what we're pushed to as a mm-hmm. as in high school. We're pushed to okay, well get out, go get your degree, and just go work the rest of your life, and 
enjoy your family on the side. Well, that's not I, how you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think it should be, though? How do you think it should look? I, you know, I, I would, I would say that we honestly need to work less. I, th- I would say just because it fills people's lives so much to where that's all they're doing. Um, do I think work's a bad thing? No, not at all. But I do think with everything, it can get out of hand. There's people that love to work and yeah. that's all they do. Um, to where, to where it's actually taken away from the family, not, not being there. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard because I would, I, I would want to say obviously God first, but that's not what's happening, um, right now in the, today's society at least. Um, I would say it's probably work, work first, um, at least for the most part, and then for for some people it's work, family, and then hobbies. For other people, I would say it's work, hobbies, and then family. So, um, but where do you think being an American should fall in there? That's a tough one. Um, I agree because, if I'm being honest, that's not one that I've spent much thought on, which yeah. is my to my fault, I believe, because it is such. I mean, being born where we were born, we're given such opportunity, right, that we wouldn't have these jobs more than likely if it wasn't for the country we were born in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not saying there's not electricians in other in no. other countries, but, but there's a lot the less opportunity, opportunity. Yep. yes. Yep. There's a lot less opportunity. And and that's the thing is there's and it's kind of getting worse, but there is still tons of opportunity in America because we're a free country. Uh, mm-hmm. well, for the most part. <laughs> if you have a permit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's what we based ourselves off of was being able to do like that was the American dream. Do what you love. Yeah. Um, but I think it is kind of getting to the point where it's like, well, do what you love on the side. <laughs> if you have time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The American, the American side of things, it's very, very hard because we have, we've had it so good for so long. I don't think people think about it as much. No, I would agree. And in in mainstream, at least on the left-leaning side, again, we always come back to left and right, which <laughs> is so reductionist. And we but, try not to. But it's it's the current climate, so well, it's, it's kind it's of how you have to analyze right. the current climate. Um, but in to a lot of people, being an American is like identifying as oh i love america right is seen as a negative yeah which yeah. i don't believe well i know for a fact it's not positive to bring the culture to bring america as a nation to a brighter future if if you if you're constantly saying well we need to and both sides are guilty of this mm-hmm. well we need to topple the system like Oh, we need a civil war. Like I hate when people say, "Oh, we need a civil war" or whatever. Um, it's like really because if you do that, you're opening a huge void yeah. for whatever else to fill. Yep. And the foundations, our constitution, is unprecedented, and it has withstood the test of time. It's shown that it can evolve to uh, for the betterment of humanity. I mean. No? Yeah, essentially. I mean, 
when you look at it from from an American standpoint, looking out, if you look at America, we are the sole providers for some from for some countries. If you look at China, like eighty, what was it, eighty five percent? I don't want to spit numbers out, but it was like eighty percent or eighty five percent. Large, a large percentage of all their goods comes in from shipping. They don't, they don't, you know, raise their own livestock. They don't have their own plants. It's all coming in from other countries and mm -hmm. America, the main supplier, America. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because with this big attack on the American dollar, too, um, realistically, it would it would start another world war. Um, actually, it would probably be worse. I would say I would say it'd be worse because like worse than world than the two world wars. It just it really <coughs> just depends because um, when it comes down to it. We're in such a tight spot right now um, as Americans because, well, our president didn't really help us with that. But as Americans, we're in such a tight spot. And for other countries to rely on us and then for us not be able to, to I, I would say, like show out or put out, I guess, um, because we're not. We're not, in, we're not in that position to be able to um, be globalist as a lot of our – um, leaders like to say right now. Um, How so? Well, um, I would say we're not in the in the position the position because we're not taking care of our own. Um, as far as it comes to like veteran crisis and well taxes and inflation rates and you know all these things that pile up on everyone, um, I would say that. If it came down to it, like if we had to protect, if we had to protect someone, or we had to do this or that, half of the nation would probably be like, "Yeah, let's do it," and then half the nation would a hundred percent be against it. So we're such a divide right now that it's uh, like I said, we're in such a divide. It's we we're not in that position to be able to do something like that. Would you agree that from a national standpoint, you have to be able to? help yourself before you can help other countries absolutely yeah i would say um i would actually say you would want to help yourself um and that comes along with a lot of different things too but i would say first and foremost worry about yourself um as a country that way you can put yourself in a position to help other countries i would agree and i would think the way we're trying to go about it right now is uh not correct but that's just my opinion <laughs> and what do i know i agree what do i know as well but um <clears throat> yeah it seems it seems to me that if you forego let's say like a very popular narrative is the the trouble with the border, um, borders, the Canadians are mm. coming in way yeah. too much. Yeah. We need yeah. to curb that. Yeah, we need to stop the Canadian uh, input of the Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Canadians are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 50% yeah. um, of me is terrible. Um, <laughs> I if I, if I, could, I, if I could cut it out, I would. 
Um, I'm being facetious to anyone wondering. I was gonna say I hate those guys that are like fifty percent. <laughs> it's the it's the worst ratio. It's like almost good but not quite. <laughs> you almost had it but not quite. <laughs> no, I'm being facetious. Um, but um, no the the topic of the border is such such a hot spot. Um, mm-hmm. and it seems to me, again, I could be wrong. What do I know? I'm not a political commentator, <laughs> but, um, it seems to me you have to have those structures, um, because if you didn't have something like borders, um, I don't believe you have to, you have to push it down like four times oh. sometimes. Uh, if you light it with, oh, here, use the spark from this. Oh, nice. There you go. Um, if you don't have a sound home front, you won't be able to help and be as effective to other countries as you could. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, like, even where we're at now trying to help, uh, this is a big topic too, that we could get into later down the road, but even where we're at with uh, Ukraine, I think, um, I think our president's just blindly kind of trying to do something but uh not correctly and uh i don't really agree with helping a country that's just as bad as the country they're fighting but i apologize to all of our listeners (laughs) for my russian sympathizer co-host um i will chastise him and this may be his last um uh, episode i need a (laughs) okay well we'll go out with a bang then (laughs) no no i agree um, the topic of Ukraine, again, prefacing with, what do we know? I might just use that one. The, uh, the way it has been, at least mainstream-wise, you're not allowed to question our support and the scope of our support with no end in sight. Yeah. It seems to me if we are going to aid, we need to have some kind of goal. We need to have some kind of um, parameters where, okay, when you push them out past this point, you've retaken your land that they that they uh, took, um, and at that point we will uh, stop giving aid. Or I'm not saying that specifically, but some kind of parameters because when you go into something like a global con- conflict, like not everyone is involved, but it is a conflict that is affecting the globe when you approach something like that you have to have some kind of outline um you know otherwise you get sucked into these never-ending wars Hmm. um no i see the thing the thing i have with ukraine um is we are for one we're blindly following whatever they ask you know it would be different if if it was up for discussion but it usually seems to be like, hey, this is what we need. And our president's like, okay, cool. Or he says, no. And then like a month later, they give. Anyways. Well, and the lack of dialogue, again, which yeah. we'll, we'll be coming back to this theme multiple times throughout this podcast because it is such a strong um, detriment, this lack of dialogue, where if you even question how we're approaching aiding Ukraine, you're at least mainstream-wise – you're written off as a Russian sympathizer or heartless or it's like, no, I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't aid. I'm saying 
we need to be careful how we approach it as with anything else that we're using the world's strongest military you know we we need to approach it in a uh um very wise way we got a snow outside folks yeah we do it's this winter storm and this is what i was saying it's winter in april it's kind of crazy actually i don't think i've ever seen in my lifetime i don't think i've ever seen snow in april really I can't remember. If I have, I can't remember if I have. But I don't think I have. Um, were you at any of Donnie's uh, family forestry days? We were talking about the cycles of drought. Yeah, that that, that we see one. through the. Did did that come up? <clears throat> I don't. I don't think that did. Where um, so uh, I have family living in Butte Falls and um. They're basically like biologists, like very high intellect when it comes to uh, logging and very smart um, people. Very yeah. smart people. Yeah, and they kind of get written off by a lot of people. <laughs> Do they really like up there? Not up there, but oh, okay. anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Where these are guys who are spending their lives around trees and trying to build sustainability yep. in our forests. Um, and so they were analyzing tree rings. Um, from from old trees and you could see this recurring pattern of about 20 years of drought and 20 years of plenty of precipitation Mm. and we're currently at somewhere along the lines of 25 to 27 like somewhere in there of this drought so um it's technically like a super drought or mega drought whatever they want to call it but this year at least this winter I'm not a professional on it, but it sure seems like uh, things are turning around. Like you look at uh, Lake Shasta, mm-hmm. it's full. Yeah, you know, so that's well, good. It'd be it'd be cool because um, like all the pines around here are dying. Like um, this stand that we built our home on used to be a lot of pines, and there's like three now. Yeah, right. I tried replanting some ponderosas uh, last year. I think I planted roughly 50 or so. In uh, about six are still alive. Oh, so hey, well, it's six, six more. Six more than you have. That uh, like uh, triples what we have right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but yeah. I do want to plant some more, um, some more. I need to do that soon before the optimal window closes. Yeah, yeah. No, it probably actually here at the end of April would be like the right time. Cause it's gonna. I well, I would say this assuming that the snow and stuff is gonna slow down. But every time I think it's oh. Yeah, we're getting summer conditions again. Every time I think that, oh, we get we get some more snow. What did you see next? Uh, either Sunday or Monday is supposed to be like seventy six. Yeah, I know. Wild man, we're going from twenties and snow to summer weather almost. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Very exactly. pleasant spring weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind. Of, it's just crazy, and and yeah, technically, technically we have been in a drought, which. It really does suck for, especially you guys up here. It's, you're so used to trees, so used to trees, and for us, um, I mean, we have evergreens mostly where we are at, so it's we're kind of used to having trees all the time. But yeah, you could kind of notice the little thin, the thinning. It's just natural. It's just natural thinning. Um, well, there's a lot of conspiracies on like weather and everything like chemtrails. I'm being facetious. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of, but I mean, when you look at it, I mean, as 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 we can perceive it, it's natural, you know. Um, I'm sure if it wasn't, then 
Oh, well, whatever. But yeah. From what we can perceive it, it seems to me that we are, at least this year, we're getting a ton of precipitation. And then people are going to say, oh, we're we're in danger levels of water. And the next year we're going to be in a drought. And then yeah. it just seems to kind of like hit that cycle. Like like we we're seeing with the, the World Society like pendulum. It seems like it always is shifting when it comes to weather. So like two years, we get tons of tons of weather. Yeah. And then goes back in two years we are in a drought yeah um but yeah it does make sense for like for like trees and stuff like that um i'd i i would love to see how this much precipitation is affecting the trees actually because we've we've been getting a lot this year yeah a lot yeah it'll sure sure be nice if uh things start turning around yeah um, okay, let's see. We, <laughs> we got a hand here. Okay. Um, betting is to you, my friend. Okay, so for those who that don't can't see it, I don't. Nah, I don't think you can see it. We've got jack of sp- a jack of diamonds, a three of spades, clubs. Oh, clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and an eight of diamonds. Betting to me, huh? Yes, sir. I'll go. Go in. Go in with a five. I'll match. Okay. <coughs> oh, burn and turn. Burn and turn, brother. We have a king of clubs. Hmm. Oh, how the turntables. I'm not really getting anything here. Yeah? I don't think so. That's not... Uh, Supposed to be bluffing right now, Chase. Yeah. Say, oh man, that king really turns things around, man. I, how do you know I'm not bluffing right now? Yeah, because I know you. <laughs> Can read you like an open book, my friend. I'm gonna put that in. Is that one? That's that's one. All right. I'll match. Okay. Burn turn. Four of spades. <clears throat> How's work going for you? Oh man. Uh, it's actually, right now, it's been picking back up. We were slow. Well, I mean, we weren't slow, but we kind of just slowed down for a couple weeks. And now we're ramping things back up. We've got a couple houses that we're finishing. Right, actually, we got like three houses that we're finishing up right now. Um, and then we've, we've got tons of service work. It's crazy. Like, you would never think. It's only like 40 things of service work, but among like three of us oh uh, yeah three of us service guys i mean without a parent says of course yeah three separate groups of service guys it's it's a lot of work um that's like all we have right now for service guys we have people that are service but they run big jobs okay so they kind of just do it if they don't have work at the job which doesn't usually tend to be the case so yeah yeah it's not bad um i heard you you were talking about the uh the tower finishing up here somewhat soon sometime this year yeah <laughs> yeah well that's good that's good yeah thing things seem to be going well this floor is going very well yeah by the sixth floor we've got it down nice <laughs> nice pretty cut and paste <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're bebopping along man nice bebopping along how many floors is it expected to be there is six plus uh the penthouse area okay but like six that'll be used um, 
Yeah. So seven floors. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. It, it's cool, cool to see, cool to be a part of such a big do- big job. Yeah. I right. know in the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge job, but for the valley, it's a big job. It is a big job for the valley. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Like I see these videos online and stuff, and they're huge jobs. And I'm like, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like. Just even like thinking about that. Could you imagine what it would be like to be a part of something that was like on that scale? It'd be crazy. It like a job be. where there's 2,000 electricians. Like that would be one of these data centers. Yeah. That would be <laughs> insane. <coughs> insane. Yeah. It seems to me like you could just find a corner and sleep and no one would know. Like, I mean, with that many guys, again, I don't know. I've never been. There has to be some delegation where there's yeah. probably a lot of foremen. Right. Right. For all these. Like, you can't have a crew of too many guys because then there's no accountability, I yeah, guess. But yeah. but it seems to me like when there's that many guys... Uh, there's probably people slacking. <laughs> you're there ju- has you're to just be. a number. You're just showing up. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at, like, some of those TikToks that come out of people on the job, and it's like nobody... Probably even, like, maybe one person knows you've made that TikTok on the job, but it's like you're getting thousands of views on TikTok and... Only one person on the job site knows that you made. It's crazy because there is that many people that wouldn't that had no would have no clue, yeah. no idea because they never see you, don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be wild. I do want to try one of those jobs at some point. That would be that would be something. It'd be it'd be cool. I mean, if nothing else, just for the experience, like, right? Just right. to to see. Okay, what is it like when there's. Yeah. 2,000 just electricians. Like, what does that feel like? Yeah, what, right. You know, how is it structured? How is it laid out? Right. It'd be, it'd be cool to see. Well, I, I don't know about you, but usually, like, on our bigger jobs, we tend to, we'll meet up in the morning for, like, 10 minutes. Just talk for, a co- or, like, 10 minutes, and then we'll go about our day. I, I want to know how that would go with 2,000. Like, yeah. would it be an actual, like, okay, everybody's just talking together, or is everybody... Uh, Everybody in different spots, so nobody hardly... How would that work, you know? I'd imagine, just speculative, that it's kind of like this job. Okay. Virus and threat protection. <laughs> you look over and you're like, oh, uh, gosh, no! <laughs> um, I'd imagine it, it'd be kind of like this is structured where you have, like, the general contractor once a week doing their, like, safety meeting and right. doing the, okay, this is what's changing with egress and all that. I would assume. And then you'd have your smaller groups, right. like, lighting crew or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and I, then you'd get laid out there as well. And I think that's why I think that's why your guys' shop does, like, those crews. Because I think you guys do, at least from what I've seen in the Valley, you guys do run some of those bigger jobs. So you kind of have to have, like... Okay, this is the lighting crew. This is the conduit crew. This is the you know. Yeah. I I think. I mean, I I wouldn't see the tower being as big of an issue for that kind of stuff, like needing a crew. But I I would assume it would make it that much easier, you know. Yeah. Man, is it, dude? It's just snowing. It is coming down right now. It is. That is insane. Christmas time again. And that's what it seems like, <coughs> honestly. So Let me get the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Go get the cannon. <laughs> so I uh, came up with a name when I shaved. Oh, I should have. I didn't take a picture, but I did some lamb chops with the mustache. Oh, it nice. was 
mighty weird. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. But I came up with a name for what I've got going on. You know how Morgan Ma- Wallen has a mullet and he's he usually has a mustache. Well, I'm Frogan Wallen. Frogan? Yeah, his long lost brother. Can you see it? Do you have an afro? No, it's just a really like buff, puffy mullet. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Frogan. Frogan Wallen. Yeah. Could also be related to Rogan. Joe. Joe Rogan. The Joe guy. Joe Frogan. <laughs> oh goodness. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, where are we on this game? Where are we? Come on, man. Um, I think I just turned over the four, so betting is to you. Okay. <laughs> Again, folks, we're not. The game is just a, uh, just a pastime. This is just a we're park. just hanging out, man. Yeah. This is fellowship. This yeah. is what you need. Stay plugged in, you know. I yeah yeah definitely. I think we kind of brought up the idea. I'm gonna like drop the ball on this one though, um, of like doing a podcast out in the wilderness, and I think that would mm. be cool because it would be unplugged, but it would also be. Like, you're still – I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I think you brought up the idea, and I I was like, yeah, think of it. Like, you're unplugged from society, but you're still speaking out into, like, a vast area that, n- like, nothing knows where you are, you know. I think it'd Super be cool so idea. cool. I don't – I mean, there's, like, however many millions of podcasts now, so I'm sure someone else has done it. Right. But I'm not aware of I've any – I'm not aware of any podcasts where they're out in the middle of nowhere camping in podcasting. Right. But uh, your dad messaged me the other day and said that we should, uh, we ought to go camping. Um, mm. And I think that'd be so fun. Like mm-hmm. all of us out snow camping before the snow's gone. Because mm. uh, he has a, he has a um, large tent, right? Yep. Like We've a canvas. That. Yeah. Yeah. Got that nice uh, canvas wall tent. I, I love that thing. My mom, I don't think she loves it, but we have the Cabela's one too, that big Cabela's one. Okay, I think that'd be cool, man. That I think that one fits Just, like twenty people. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Well, especially because are his pack goats getting? They're getting. Because I know he got packs for them, but right. doesn't he still have to wait before he can load them? Technically, they can do. I think they can do like forty pounds right now. And oh, then yeah. their maximum will be they they will get to like an eighty pounds or something like that. It's I can't remember, I think it's like twenty five percent of their body weight, something like that. Okay. I can't remember what the actual weight was, but yeah, they're so they're able to pack right now. They're just not much, essentially. Gotcha. But yeah, that'll be cool. Cause that'd be, I mean, we could have the setup, man. Have yeah. with the pack goats oh, yeah. and hiking yeah. out and. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been camping in so long, man. It's been a the while. The apprenticeship eats up a lot of time. It definitely does. Uh, even mine. Like, I I still I mean, I, I still spend a lot of time on homework, but I don't think near as much as you. But like, Are you still, calling me slow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm calling. Fair, fair point. <laughs> I'll take it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, I think you just have more, like, actual work that you have to do. Um not that our work isn't anything to scoff at either because it is some work. Yeah. But even with mine, like, it still eats up a good day or so on the weekends. And then you have your day during the week. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely it definitely takes some time up. Yeah. 
and then you're thinking about it too. That's that's the worst part. That's the big one, man. Because even because like I'll have school it. Saturday, and I typically like we're doing the four tens. I'll do most of my homework on that Friday. I'll work on it throughout the week too, right. but. Right. So it kind of ruins that Friday off because you're doing school or homework um, and you're still thinking about school too. Right. It's yeah. Like, you don't get to fully enjoy the full weekend. Yeah. It's like not till Saturday night, at least for me. Yeah. The like way, I, the way I approach it. We've been, and like I said, I was helping my brother and I've been helping him. I'm going to be helping him here now. Um, so it's like, oh, well, that's going to suck because now I'm going to be working fridays as well <laughs> yeah you have a lot of side work or what no it's not a ton i mean we just we have one decent one and he always calls back for stuff so really it's like we could always throw stuff in so yeah that's good does it pay well though yeah yeah that's good he'd rather pay he'd rather pay gauge than a big company yeah because they like even precision charge up the butt for for stuff but um that's why it's like the little the little stuff i don't really know um why people call like big companies maybe that's just what they know but yeah like just have somebody do it yeah <laughs> and, like if well you, unless you don't know somebody though yeah that is true but if you do it's like just have them come and help you because m- more times out of you know like nine times out of ten if they're an electrician apprentice they're gonna know at least a little bit what to do even as a first year i'm not gonna say i know a lot but like, I know a little bit enough to where I could, like, oh, yeah, I'll swap out an outlet for you. Enough or, to be dangerous. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll swap out a GFI for you. Like, it's not – that's nothing huge. But I see people call for that all the time. It's, like, people are really getting charged. Like, I don't know what our rates are, but I know some of the other companies. And it's, like, people are getting charged, like, 140 an hour just for one guy to come out and swap an outlet. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That, that seems a little ridiculous to but me. you're only helping family right since you're not yeah. a licensed electrician yeah good i just wanted to clarify for anyone listening yeah 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 that is correct yeah and if you think otherwise you're wrong mm, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, i was telling abby the other day i realized our friend group we know a lot of electricians like think about it like you me gage um lauren yeah. Uh, it wasn't there someone else too, maybe not. But just that, like, that's four dudes out of just people our age that I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, no one from Bandon. I don't know anyone from that Bandon be that's an becoming an electrician. Uh, it's kind of wild. I mean, it's cool. It's definitely needed. Right. You see all these signs everywhere for electric journeyman electricians wanted. It's like, well. If you want journeyman, you're going to have to have apprentices yeah, first. Right. Well, that's the one thing, like, I never understood about that, too, is because we were having such, like, a a crisis of not getting apprentices, but then I was sitting there waiting on the list. I'm like, what do you mean? Because we have, like, 100 people on the list right now. Just <laughs> yeah. Just start the hiring. list is very long. Yeah. <laughs> we need to expedite or change something. Right. If you're, if you're needing guys, but you have 100 guys waiting at home, you know. Yeah, and that's the one thing I didn't, like, I l- did not understand that. I'm like, how are we in a deficit of electricians when there's people waiting to become electricians? And I do under- I do acknowledge that there is a bar to be an electrician. Like, right. you have to pass right. um, multiple uh, 
to jump through multiple hoops before you can make it. But just to get on the list, yeah. you've jumped through those hoops. Right, right. So depending on your scores, you know. Yeah. But the thing, at least with the, the non-union list, it, it works by fives. So, like, the top five are the first to get chosen. And then there's, like, the out-of-work list. Those guys get chosen first, and then the top five. And then if those top five already get fully chosen, then it moves the people that were waiting past the top five, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, it moves along. Um, and, of course, like, you could retest. I think it was, like, you could retest every three months or something like that or re-put your application in every three months. Really? And then, so there was one year that they were doing interviews every three months. So it's, like... Yeah, why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know, yeah. why wouldn't I keep re like retesting, reinterviewing, just to get higher on the list? Yeah. And then those guys that are doing the interviews, they see you multiple times. They're like, okay, this kid really, you know, this he really wants to be an electrician. He's, you know, done all of it. He's gone through and taken his test multiple times, re reapplied multiple times. Like he is set for it. Like you would think, okay, let's let's grab him. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's what makes sense to me. I would agree. I realize that's probably making a lot of noise in our microphones when I do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about it, but it's all right. So as Christians, are we allowed to indulge in such things as tobacco and whiskey? No. Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. How did you come to that conclusion, my friend? <laughs> um, so I do believe that we are. Um and it's like, it's like everything. Um, I think taken in its own context, um, like for us, this is kind of like a fellowship thing. Even with like whiskey, I don't, I don't really drink whiskey every night. And if I do drink at least one, like throughout the week or you know one every couple of days, it's not anything that's like detrimental to. You're not getting hammered. It's just yeah, to enjoy the beverage for is. what it is. Yeah, and so I think. Um, well, for one, God told us not to be drunkards. So I, I think that kind of goes along with... Um, Sober-minded? Yeah. Well, that plus, I think it goes with, like, you know, your alcohol consumption, your weed consumption, if you do smoke weed, um, your tobacco consumption. I, I like, I believe that... Um, personally, I don't smoke weed because I believe that you're smoking weed for the reason to get high. Right? That's... The only reason you smoke weed, right? If you're doing it recreationally. There is medicinal, like, I know that gets Used. pushed around. Yeah. But that is, for some people, it is an actual yeah, thing. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, that is the the reason, essentially. Like, that's how it's therapeutic is the fact that it gets you high. So I feel like being in that altered state of mind, and you can do it with tobacco, too. You can get into a buzz, you know, you have tobacco all throughout the whole day i think that's really unhealthy i wouldn't necessarily like consider that as bad as like an alcohol problem but to each their own and it's still a problem yeah typically typically if you're drunk all day long alcohol tends to lead to anger mm -hmm. and that's just from a like statistic like right. you know yeah and like that's and that's what i'm saying like i don't want to be like oh yeah alcohol and all this they're on the same level so just enjoy whatever you want i don't want to be that way because it's not that way it's really not it's like, how you approach it it's yeah and it's just like anything in life yeah exactly. like if you're if your vice is 
eating junk food uncontrollably, mm-hmm. then that is a problem. Yep. Yep. You know, but is having junk food every once in a while a sin? No. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, anything can become a problem. Anything can. Like, I, like hunting. I, I mean, I love hunting and have, my like, my whole family hunts. You know this, but. Nate it, Bailey, the life outdoors. <laughs> it can become a problem. Yeah. It can come to, you know, it can come to a point where it's like, that's all they're doing. You're that you're spending your whole time out in the wilderness, like not paying attention to what anybody wants or, or needs from you, I guess I yeah. should say. And that's a problem in itself too. 100%. I've yeah. seen certain dads who hunting is their identity and they're all these cool dudes, but you see how they treat their children yeah. and they're just disregard them. And it sickens me. It honestly angers me. Right. Like I don't, I haven't been in the place to confront on that front, but there's definitely been times where it's like, grow the hell up. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, like you're treating your kid like trash yep. while you're trying to do this ego trip on, look at this buck that I got. And, yeah. You know, that frustrates the hell out of me when right. you treat your kids poorly like that. Yeah. And, and that's like the thing, like, that's the main thing for me. And I know it's like, um, I know it's not the main thing. You want everything to not take away from God, but I feel like if it takes away from my family, that in, t- in turn is essentially taken away from God. Yes. In a way. Yeah. Well, it's your calling. It's yeah. a much higher calling is to your family than, than to hunt. To be on. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I love hunting. Yeah. I think it's great. And I, th- like my family all does it. I think it's awesome to be out in the wilderness amongst what you originally were designed with and just to be there and just to grasp everything but there's a certain time and place for it just like everything else um it's like an it can become an addiction it's like those shirts that i see uh one like steelhead addiction or something like that it's like oh yeah that's a problem like going and fishing every every day after work and not getting home until like eight or nine yeah that's a problem, especially when you have kids that, you know, want to see you. Yeah. Yep. That is a problem. It is. Yep. It it boils down to, I, I keep sounding like, um, I don't know, some, some. Theologian? No, like <laughs> some just middle ground, go with the wind, but it's not. But it's, um, anything can be good or, well, not anything can be good, but. Anything can be made bad, yeah. basically. I mean, yeah. outside of God. But, you know, it's like anything that you do, like hunting, can be made bad, right. but it is good. It is good um, in turn. Work yeah. can be made ba- bad, but yep. it is good. Yep. Eating can be made bad, well, but it is even, good. And I'm not going to use this as like a, like God himself, but I think the, the obsession with knowledge of God. Yes. The... Oh, I know so much about God, but yep. no personal relationship. Or, oh, yeah, I spend so much time in my Bible and read. Mm-hmm. I should spend more time. Don't get me wrong. I don't spend enough time in the Bible. I should spend more time in the Bible. But there is a time and a place where your your knowledge level becomes your God, essentially. Where you're like, I know so much about God, but do you have that personal relationship? Are you... 
Are you using that for good, or are you just using it to look like you're a staunch Christian in front of my face? Because I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it becomes the antithesis, where yeah. being a Christian in the pursuit of God should make you selfless. Yep. You should understand that, oh, I'm really not that great. Yep. Like, not to beat yourself up, but I'm not that great without God's help, yep. you know? Um, but once you, you're pursuing that knowledge to make yourself to make yourself sound knowledgeable and it's that pursuit of knowledge that can become egotistical and yeah. you um that's something that um kind of turned me away from the <clears throat> the christian <laughs> university aspect yeah. um not not everyone was like that obviously right but it, i saw a lot of happen. people that were like that and it frustrated me yep. to no end and the problem is is that happens way more often I think than uh, I think I put some air in those <laughs> on accident but it happens way more often where people like glorify their own knowledge more than they more than they um, should not necessarily glorify their relationship but they should be more in tune with the relationship than with their knowledge of mm -hmm. what the Bible says right yep and don't get me wrong I think knowing a lot about the Bible is super cool. I, you know, I wish I had the discipline to go in and read a lot about the Bible and study the Bible more than I do. But like I said, it is, it can become a problem to where it's more of your, it's more of your ego than like, Hey, I actually have a, a good relationship and I just want to tell you, you know, yeah. more than like, Oh, I'm showing off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It should be the pursuit of God, not the pursuit of knowledge of yep. God. Yep. Um, which the pursuit of God leads to knowledge of God. But it will be on that deeper relational aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where does it say our time? Uh, right in the corner. We're at an hour and nine minutes. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. You know what? I think we're out right here. So I might not you want, smoke that. You want to call her? I think so. Let's, I think we ought to. call her, buddy. I think uh, that was, I think we had a very, I don't know, that was scattered all over the place, but I think most of our conversations get that way, and it's a good conversation. It's not bad. It is, yep. Um, and that's like, I'm tired of, I don't know, maybe I'm approaching this from a different way than you, or maybe I'm approaching it from a way that I shouldn't be approaching it, but I don't want this to become you know almost like the pursuit of knowledge yeah. you know like yeah. like there is benefit in just our conversations right. and this pursuit of fellowship mm -hmm. and bringing forth our ideas knowing that we're going to be wrong on some but yeah. it's bringing this dialogue out yeah you know and i i do the one thing i do think is is very prominent in what like our conversations are um i think we do touch on some of the same similar topics most of the time, mm -hmm. but I, I think every time it touches on a different spot. Yes. Yeah. So in a way it is building, it is developing on top of those topics that we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of like, as we go throughout our week, we like learn a little bit more about that topic or we like see something different in that topic. And we can kind of explain that a little bit on, on the podcast. So put things short we are expanding on those main you know on those topics that we always talk about all the time yeah yeah and if it is a little scattered 
I mean, so, so what? If yeah. you get something from it, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if we just touch on a topic and that, because this isn't like we aren't preaching. We're we're trying to get people to think. You yeah. know, yeah. Like we're trying to bring forth truth. You mm-hmm. know, we're we're gonna we touch on these topics and we base them in the Bible. We base mm-hmm. them on truth. Yep. But, um, really, at least the way I think about it is, I want to stimulate our listeners' brains to. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Let me look deeper into that because right. it's not like you're not going to we aren't theologians. We aren't deep theologians where you can just come to us have this big layout. Okay, like now I know all about this. Like because we we don't know all about all that. Right. But maybe by listening to this, it'll make you think and then you can do your dive yeah. and um learn learn A on your bit. own as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're not I, I'm going to use this, and I really respect uh, David Crowder. I, you, you know him, right? Louder with Crowder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really respect him a lot. He's a great guy, but he is that way. He is like he has everything already prepared, already set up like, oh, here, let me show you in this book and this, you know, and that's good. Like when you make the arguments he makes, it is good to be prepared for, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but for us, we we could already we could already tell you, you know, because we've already based it off of off of what the Bible says. We based it off of references, and and that's the thing is, you can come to us and talk to us about it and ask us, and that's more of like a personal between you and I. Like if I was talking to somebody random that may have listened uh, to the podcast, that's more of between that person and I more than like oh here let me speak out to everybody and this might not pertain to anybody but that one person that i spoke to on a friday well then is that really helping them because then they don't get to have a full conversation with you it's just more of like a general like overcast like okay i'm speaking this out because somebody brought this idea up which it's not a bad idea like we did bring up in the in the love podcast we did bring up like um something that somebody had talked to us about like love in a high school relationship and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um so for those things yes because that that fit around the topic and that's really good as long as it fits around the topic i don't see a problem with it but i think being able to have a more general conversation with a person if they bring the idea up is more um constructive than if i'm just sitting here like spreading it out opening it to a million people and not really touching on the thing they even wanted, you know, they needed to hear, right? Yeah. We're trying to build community, yeah. basically. Like, like uh, the basis of it is, like, this community between us two. Yep. Like, we're coming together, talking, Yep. you know, hanging out, fellowship. It's what we need to do that we just weren't doing, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're trying to promote it because yep. it is – it's very important. And, I mean – at least for men, I think I think it's funny because a lot of men they would see our relationship as weird. Actually, I, I think they would. Um, a lot of well, like the blue collar and blue collar world, they they would see like, oh, those gay those guys hang out all the time. It you know, they do a podcast together. What's up with that? They would think that's weird. <laughs> I I mean honestly, I no, think yeah, they I, would. C- I could see that. Yeah. Um, but re- I mean, as, especially as Christians, that's what we're called to. Exactly. Like, you're not supposed to, like you see some Christians that are cut out from the church and they say, well, 
well, I don't need a pastor to tell me what the Bible says because God will use the Bible to speak to me. Okay, yes, he will. But there is a major theme throughout the entire Bible of community and yep. fellowship, yep. especially in the New Testament. Yep. You're called to come together mm-hmm. to to dialogue and just feed off of each other. Yeah. You know. And we do that. I think you and I, we do that really well. <laughs> Even like just normal jokings, you know. Yeah. Normal jokes and normal, like just joking around. Yeah. We, we feed off each other well. Um, and I think that's like a main reason we get along pretty well too. Yeah. Cause even if we don't have like the same view exactly, we could still like kind of understand each other on those points. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I, it's very healthy for sure. A hundred percent. Um, but we're trying to promote that because it doesn't happen a whole lot. Yep. Yep. It's kind of, uh, especially, I mean, you look at the polarized culture. Um, we need to not be cutting each other out. We yeah. need to be um, dialoguing and loving each other mm-hmm. because we're all humans. And yeah. especially as Christians, that's what we're called to do. Yep. God is love. So we're supposed to emulate that. So, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Dudes being dudes. Just guys being guys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Thank you guys for joining. Thank uh, all three of you. Hope you got (laughs) something out of it or at least enjoyed it. So we will see you on the next one. Thank you guys.